everybody. Welcome back to the Girl Above Parent Podcast. My name is Krista DeYoung, and today we are talking to John DeYoung, my wonderful, wonderful husband. So we have spoken with him before, once about pornography in teenagers and social media and the sexual dangers on social media. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and listen to them. And one of the reasons we love talking to John is just because he's a good time. And I like him. (laughs) But also, John is the executive director of an anti-trafficking ministry here in Denver, Colorado, aiming to help keep young adults and teenagers out of the whole sex industry, sexual exploitation, pimping, and prostitution. And part of that comes with understanding teenage culture and social media. But even more than that, John has just a history of understanding the mind of teenage girls because he's been a coach, a mentor, a teacher of dancers and gymnasts for over 20 years. Mm. And he is the only boy of five sisters. So that equipped him pretty well. That's my qualification. That is his, that's really (laughs) what it is. So in his time teaching and coaching adolescent girls, he's worked a lot with families and with various mental health issues of his dancers and has kind of taken on this role of being passionate about mentoring young girls, making sure that they have rooted identity and that they're really healthy. And one of the things that him and I both see working with families and teenage girls is kind of this gap in fatherhood, father involvement. It's something that we don't talk about a lot on Girl Above because our audience is primarily moms. Moms tend to be the ones who are the most involved and the most interested in what's going on with their teenage daughters. And so today, this episode is for dads. Um, My guess is that dads might not naturally listen to this show, but maybe share it with your husband or with someone who is a dad. We would love that. So John, in your time working with adolescent girls and when we've talked about why we want to do this fatherhood issue, why does this seem like an important episode to do? Um, I think it's really important to talk about fathers. If you know anything about fatherlessness across the U.S. or even globally, we understand that that's just not about fathers not mentoring boys. It's actually fathers also being there for the young girls. And So it is a cultural situation, and I think it's a conversation we have to have with dads and get them back involved, get them back in the game a little bit. There are dads out there who are in the game, you know, but um, what I've seen and what I've experienced and what statistics show is that most fathers are not in the game with their daughters specifically. And I think it's very, very, it's very, it's vital, it's critical that a father is the one living with their daughter in a way so that they experience you know, what it is to be with a man, because that's what every daughter is going to go to. (laughs) You know, I don't know one girl that's like, well, I don't want, I'm not interested in a boy, you know? Um, And so honestly, I think because, you know, the youth are driven by relationship, they're driven by social relationships, they're driven by um, their social construct that they build. And it's always, it always is involved with boys Um, Dads need to sort of get in the game to walk the young daughters through 
the times of what they're going to be going through. You know, they have to they have to be there to answer questions, guide them, show them what's safe, what is safe and what is not safe. And um, moms can do it as well. Um, but when a father steps in and says, hey, listen, um, let me tell you something about the mind of a boy. I just feel like <laughs> that's going to probably stick a little bit better than a mom saying, let me tell you mind, but you know, tell you about the mind of a boy. It still is valid. Moms continue to do that because you've had experience with boys, but it's just a different thing when a dad, you know, creates a space where he can have an honest conversation with his daughter. Yeah. And when we say get in the game with your daughter, that is, it's more than providing financially. It's more than being physically present. It is stepping in to the the daily life and emotional situation that your teenage daughter is dealing with. It's knowing who her friends are and what's going on and who she's dating and why she's dating them. And, you know, does your daughter feel comfortable coming to you to have conversations about what a boy said to her, what a boy asked for from her? And unfortunately, most teenagers would say that they would never have those conversations with their dads. Yeah, I think I think um, what teenagers are, young girl teenagers are experiencing with their fathers is you'll, you'll get the majority of the young girls saying, I would never have that conversation with my dad. My father isn't emotionally available. He's concerned about other things or he just always makes a joke about boys. And so I never get a serious answer out of them. I mean, you've done a survey and asked a lot of girls and that is exactly what they say. I would never do it or no that's not my father's thing he's just doing this one thing and whenever we get to go on a family vacation that's when he actually says hey how are you doing (laughs) four months later um while every day there are these um trials and tribulations that these young girls go through with boys or with their girlfriends or whatnot and so i think yeah generally i think uh what i've experienced with the thousands of young girls that i've taught over um, through dance and gymnastics. I mean, I had a studio. We had over 1,600 families in there. So we were we were coaching and mentoring a lot of people and a lot of young kids. And so I would see out of 100 moms that come through my studio, three dads. And and I know culturally, you know, dads might be like, well, that's just what the mom's job is too. And and, and, and yeah, maybe it is the way you guys have uh, sort of structured your family is mom takes her to dance studio while dad goes to work and and do all the things. But I would I would um, push back a little bit in saying as you develop and build a structure of your family, it's never too late to restructure a little bit. And it's never too late to get in and, and create you know, a place where a young girl or your daughter, your daughter that you created with your wife um, to get in and open up the space for honest conversations and fun conversations. They don't always have to be about, you know, what's going on with your sexuality. It could just be like, <laughs> tell me about your day. I mean, I, I am honestly interested in you. You are my number one priority. You are who I care about. Mm-hmm. So... This episode is intended to be encouraging to dads and not, you know, make you feel like you're failing. Although we do need to let you know that we don't see a lot of father involvement, at least in the spaces in which we work. And it's unfortunate because then things like this happen. Right. Last summer, I'll tell you a little story. Last summer, I got a phone call from four of our dancers and me. I got a phone call. A girl, (laughs) you know, a young adult woman getting a call from these four dancers saying, hey, 
all of our boyfriends are asking us, you know, essentially for sexual favors and for pictures and like, are we allowed to say no to that? If I say no, then won't he just like do it for himself? And what is that risk if I say no? And is this normal? And I'm like, oh my gosh, how amazing would it be if these girls had the relationship with their fathers to have this conversation. It's great that they feel they can call me. I am so thankful for that. Hallelujah. But am I actually the correct person to have this conversation? You know, and I know none of them. They would probably rather go like dig a hole and put their (laughs) face in it than ask their dad such an uncomfortable question. And maybe it's kind of a pipe dream to think that dads and daughters can have that rapport But what a better educator about things like that, you know, issues of sex and sexuality and just how they should see and value themselves in their life and their body. What a better educator than the man in their life, you know? So something that we hope dads understand is that your daughter actually needs you and that's something that I want John to touch on because I think I think dads sometimes don't know that. They, they see their teenage daughter, their little girl's all grown up and now things are a little bit more awkward and they're like, eh, what do I have to, what do I have to offer? And now she's kind of her mom's territory and she doesn't want to hear from me. And that, we cannot tell you passionately enough that that is just flat out wrong. sure that we're speaking you know in a very very honest way dads if you're out there and you're not really interested in what's best for your daughter I would challenge you to just take a half step back and say ask yourself why <laughs> you know I mean I know moms there's there you some of you moms are out there like I don't want my husband involved in my daughters he's so jacked up well honestly we're all jacked up we're mm-hmm. all messed up and we all have our own brokenness and our own things that we're struggling with so whether they're messed up or not it is good for the dad to figure out a way to get involved and 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 so and then and then be involved and the season isn't well I'm just going to be involved while they're developing from zero to five or I'll be involved when they're a little bit older and I can talk to them about these things the season never goes away but in each season there is a level of involvement when they're married you're probably a lot less involved than you were you are when they're like a 12 year old teenager and trying to figure things out in life and they're going through middle school um dads I would say this and one of the things that probably makes it scary for you, maybe, is the teenage drama. Where if you walk into your daughter's room and she's just having a fit about some boy or something, your your first reaction may be like, oh, hell no. And then you turn around and go back out because she's not in a situation where you think that you have anything to offer. But just to let you know, you do have a lot to offer because there's other there's a lot of things you can offer it doesn't always have to be about let me teach you something it can be a lot about can I just hear what's going on can I just listen to your story what is your story what was your chapter today 
tell me your chapter today or what is this thing that's happening in your life help me you know help me understand so i can then you know pray for you or just talk to you or how can i you know get in there there are levels that you there are many times if not there's probably more times of just getting there and tending to their heart and you might be like what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> John DeYoung, you're telling me to tend to my daughter's heart when she's throwing a fit and her phone is on the ground and she's screaming at me saying, get out of my room or whatever the deal is. Maybe you do have to get out of the room, but open yourself up and create a space where you can just love her and care for her and cherish her. I think that's a word that's not being used a lot as fathers. I guarantee you, if you cherish your daughter. Look up the definition of cherish. It's a very unique definition. If you cherish your daughters, man, they become precious and sacred. And 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 and, and you get to a space where you're like, oh, I need to tend to that. Yes, you do. You and to cultivate her, her understanding of her position as cherished exactly. by you. By you. And, and your wife. But man, it, when a daughter knows her father cherishes her, you, you have your ticket to the Super Bowl with your daughter is just, it's just more accessible. And it will grow over time. I mean, the first time you may get in there, let's say you haven't, let's say you're listening to this podcast now and you're like, well, I haven't been able to, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she makes me nervous. I don't know what to say. Um, sometimes you don't have to say anything at all. You know, you don't have to say anything at all. You can, you can just hold her or you can just sit with her or you can just, you know, be in a place where you're like, hey, seems like you're going through something crazy. Can you just tell me? She may say no for the first time because this may be awkward for the very first time. But be persistent. Stay the course. Be kind. Be really, really kind. There will be a time to teach and there will be a time to coach and a time to mentor But let's say you're a little bit out of the game and you want to get back in the game a little bit. I think the best way is just tend to her heart, listen. Get to know her. Get to know her again. So something that might be interesting for dads to know, you have also coached wrestling. Yeah. So (laughs) you've been kind of on both sides of this. How How do you see the difference between, you know, maybe how a man or a father can speak to his daughter versus how he's going to maybe speak to the son. And this is, this is very generalized. We don't know your kids. We don't know your family. So weed through what we're saying and try to get to the core of it of what makes sense to you. But what are some of those observations? Yeah. So (laughs) wrestling, what I love about martial arts and wrestling is I am able to have a really independent fight with someone and win or lose, I learn something, you know, and then when I did coach wrestling, there was a, the principles are there. The approach can sometimes be different. I had to tend to the hearts of the wrestler as well, where they're like, Mr. DeYoung, I'm sorry, I didn't perform well. I just had a tough day. Now, that was either a great time for me to coach, a great time for me to mentor, teach, or tend to the heart. It depended on the kid and how he looked at me. And some days I would sit there and go, what's going on? They're like, yeah, you don't want to know. It's no big deal. I'm like, well, maybe I do want to know. No, you don't. Well, maybe I do. You do? Yeah. Ugh. My mom, blah, 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 or uh, my math teacher, rah, 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 or whatever. And you just, you just, you know, let them vent for a little bit. And then you're like, all right, that's cool. And so that's the, 
that's a tending moment. There's also times where I've coached through some tough moments. I've had a lot, a lot of young men just weep and break down in front of me because they have no one, no one to talk to. And, um, and that, and that breaks my heart because I'm like, you're 17 years old and you haven't ever had a voice. And they're like, no. Wow. Because you're just being coached. You know, dads, it's, it feels empowering for us. Probably more for us than it is for the boy to grab him by the face mask, pull him in and go, get your shit straight. Get on it. Do it now. And that's empowering for us. We walk away, go, oh, and you tell your other male friend, man, if my son would just get his crap straight, he would be like a super, you know, it's more a little bit, I think, a cockfight for us than it is for the young boy who goes back on the field and goes, what the hell is that about? Like, what? And so we have to make sure as we are doing that with our boys is this, the principles are the same with young girls. It's just different. So you still are tending to the heart of the boy and the girl. And you still, there will be a time to teach with the boy and the girl. And there is a time to listen for the girl and the boy. I mean, it's there. It's just a variant because I don't know your child in that. And so like sometimes, you know, we will have, um, everyone comes from a different place. And personally for me, I think there has to be a balance between those areas. You have to be sensitive to what is he or she dealing with right now and then walk in walk choose the right door or you know at least try to choose the right door to walk in to I've chosen many times um, in the past where I just bullied a kid through wrestling or martial arts and it doesn't turn out well you think you get you'll get like a performance result but you don't get a character result it's very difficult to get core value result, value result, life result. You'll get a faster runner. You will get a better wrestler. Sure. You'll get a better dancer, maybe, even, or an artist or whatever. But I think what we lose in bullying our children um, through life is you sort of forget that the child is actually this like child that has feelings <laughs> and a heart and a soul and a mind that is listening to you, respects you and goes, oh, that's my dad. You know, I read the text that you just gave me that said these are some of the responses and the first word. So what he's talking about is I had asked a bunch of teenagers, do you feel comfortable talking to your dad about the things that you're going through in life? And the first words on 90% of them were no, absolutely not, would never. Those were the words that came out. And I'm, and that that's sad. If a 14, 16, 17-year-old girl, her first response, even with you, Krista, just to say, give me your just honestness, that is just no. And it's mostly no because it's awkward or they think their dad doesn't care or doesn't, you know, want to deal with their baggage or their, exactly. you know, stuff like that. The, the thing that I think we want dads to be really, really aware of is if they're not talking to you about these things... They're talking to someone (laughs) and you have the choice to essentially have the male influence in your daughter's life be you and you just work around the uncomfortableness of it or it's going to be a 15, 16, 17 year old boy who's probably 
not going to give her the same wisdom. And that's just, it's just kind of scary. And with kind of back to what John was saying is one of the challenges that I think I've observed being hard for men when it comes to teenage girls is just their level of emotional energy (laughs) and availability well for the girls the level of emotional energy they're just really they can be emotional and it can be angsty and there's there's a lot going on that a lot of times dads just aren't interested in and we can be honest in admitting like wow that's a lot and I'm not really sure how to address that and so like the dad gets scared or is kind of like okay well how do we fix this how are we going to solve it and in order for me to get in the game with you so to say I need to fix your problem and here's the to-do list of like how to get your act together and that is sometimes helpful and sometimes not just because they need you to listen like John was saying but if you can put the to-do list aside put the coaching aside sometimes And just like literally listen to what your daughter is saying. And what she's going to give you is the tip of the iceberg. Like what she is screaming about or throwing her phone about or crying about generally is not the actual problem. It's generally the symptom. What you're experiencing is the symptom of the illness. And the problem is like 18 layers deep. So listen to like what is she actually saying? And then that is the thing that you tend to. Right. Like John is saying, I mean, I will never forget. I will never forget. I was laughing so hard. I was outside <laughs> at a Starbucks on the patio next to this guy. His phone rings. He answers it. It must be a friend of his. And he is just like, oh my gosh, my 15 year old daughter is crazy. And he's just <laughs> telling his friend, like, she's nuts. She's crazy. I don't know what to do. And I, you know, giggled in my mind, but I also had compassion for him because he just doesn't know what to do. And ultimately he thinks his daughter is crazy, which she's not, but she needs guidance. Like we have to remember that these kids are kids and they need to be guided along their life. When you look at John the hundreds of families that you've seen, Mm -hmm. kids that do really, really well, kids that struggle, when there are, and we're not talking to single motherhood or broken families, like you do what you can do, but Mm -hmm. we're mostly speaking to two-parent households where the dad is available and chooses not to engage. That's Mm -hmm. pretty much what we're talking about. How does that affect these young girls? Because we said, you know, dads, they need you. You are a valuable asset in their life. What is the consequence when dads choose not to get involved? Yeah, um, that is a great question. And I'm not one that scared dads or moms or anything. I think what's at risk is that young girls get confused and their identity and values and what they stand for have less resiliency to the world. Parents, if you were to be honest and you watch a movie like Marvel, Krista loves Iron Man. I love Iron Man. But the thing that makes Iron Man actually really cool is not the technology and the armor. It's when he breaks down with Mrs. Potts and says, this is who I am. And he shows his brokenness, his vulnerability and all that. There's not a movie out there 
we're the hero, right? Because we all want the hero. Like the girls love heroes, right? We love them, but we love them when they also are vulnerable. And so dad, is there a time every now and then? Absolutely. The armor goes on and you start firing some bullets. I get it. (laughs) But more than not, can we not be the guy who takes off the armor, walks out of the Iron Man suit and says, hey, what's going on? And if we don't do that, dads, if we don't do some of that and learn to discern when do I put on the armor. Remember, Mrs. Potts gets mad when Iron Man puts on the armor too early and kills too many people or hurts too many people and just bullies people over with his suit. She's like, no, there's a, there's a, there's a reason and there's a why you are Iron Man. Like dads, there is a reason and a why you are the father. And so the risk is the things that are at risk and the things that are on the table are the the values of your daughter, how your daughter sees herself, how your daughter sees marriage, how your daughter sees relationships, how your daughter sees sex, how your daughter sees, is she valued? Is she cherished? Is she even a sacred human? Like, is she even sacred enough where you as a father can, can acknowledge and walk her through? You are a sacred human being and you know, and we don't want to get violated along the way. I mean, when you look at the sexual nature of our culture right now, the the young girls are at risk for a lot of sexual attention, attack, violation, abuse, all of that stuff. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Our whole American culture right now is driving toward women. You are just an object of we sex. live in a very predatory culture. Very predatory say. culture. And so there is that risk. Not to scare dads and moms, but honestly, look back, watch the news, look at a few music videos, you'll get it. You have to only do five seconds of investigation. You'll be like, what is going on with our culture for young girls? And so dads, I think it is, the time is now, the season will never end. And you can, you may have to tippy toe in, that's fine, but you got to get your feet wet. And an encouragement to to dads, when I think about those texts that mm-hmm. the girls responded with like, I would never talk to my dad. <laughs> what we're describing is pretty high level, you know, and it's kind of like the dad as the counselor and the teacher and the coach mm-hmm. and the dad and the mentor, all the things. And, you know, that can feel like a lot. But if you pull back and you say, what would it look like for me to be a good enough dad? Because your daughter doesn't need this perfect, exemplary, like, nails it all the time, hero, Christ-like, you know, (laughs) God figure. Yeah, you don't need to have the Superman cape on. Right. What she needs is a good enough dad. And I almost promise you that each of those texts would be different if if those girls felt like they even had a slight window. Of opportunity. Yes. So even if dad doesn't know how to get into the deep end with his daughter, but he's just willing to have some conversations. Kitty pool. Or the daughter, yeah, kitty pool. The daughter knows if if stuff really goes bad in my life, dad has me. a dad's got me and, you know, I can tell him something and he's not going to, you know, go grab his gun and hunt down my boyfriend. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, if they even right. feel like they can come to you at all when things get bad, that's what you want is can my daughter... If you can nail the teacher, coach, you know, pastor, mentor, all of those roles, great and good for you. But if you just want your daughter to know, hey, when you need me, I am here and I will not leave you. 
and I have your back. I will protect you and listen to you. That's that's kind of all you need, you know. I know uh, I know plenty of very wealthy, successful men who are also sad, depressed, and maybe even um, critical of themselves because money and success in their early years of business or job or whatever was the point, and they sort of feel like they've lost their child along the way. And there may be some guys out there right now saying, yeah, but it's, it's too late. It's not too late. I'm going to reinforce that again. It's not too late. I had a, we were doing an interview for another ministry, and this young man had heard Krista's conversation about father and daughters, and he just wept saying that podcast changed my relationship with my daughters and they were 14 and 16. So it's not too late. It, it, it never is, even if they're married along the way. And, you know, my relationship with my mom and my dad is healing now, you know, 75,000 years later, you know? And so that's a really cool thing. And man, just, just understand this. Your shortcomings as a man doesn't actually disqualify you from having something critically valuable. And I'm telling you, I'm not, I I don't know how to put enough emphasis on the word valuable. You're just how valuable it is for you to just for five seconds, slow down and go, Hey, I love you. And it just, it changes. Girls need their dads. Yeah, they do. In all of your brokenness, in all of your shame, in Mm -hmm. all of whatever it is that prevents you from stepping into her life, she will take you yeah. in whatever form you're in. She needs you. Yeah. And it may come across in rebellion, guys, just to let you know. Like the daughter may say, I don't like you. I don't want to hear from you. Don't give up. It's it's no different than the hockey kid you're trying to coach. That's like me. I don't want to skate. I don't want to do this. And then if, as they do it and you encourage them and you step in and you show them and you kindly continue to coach them two years later, doesn't that hockey kid become like your MVP? Like it's super interesting. So it's the long season. The season doesn't stop. It just doesn't. And so, you know, take a deep breath, breathe out, realize it's not about you. It's about your daughter. It's not about you and your shortcomings. It's not about you and your mess ups. It's not about you and whatever. It's your daughter. And that is, that's, that's valuable. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, John. Thank you, honey. I always appreciate your wisdom. (laughs) Good times. Um, Thank you for tuning in today for this episode. We just really appreciate the way that all of our parents who are listening share our episodes and give them to people who need it. So if this topic touches on something that somebody needs to know, go ahead and share it. And we also would love if you would go over and give us some five-star reviews, leave, leave a review, leave a comment. That always helps our show get to more people. So we appreciate that. You can get in touch with more of our parent resources, our parent courses, crisis toolkits, blogs, all the information for parents at girlabove.com and click on the little icon for parents up in the corner. And we will see you next show.